0: Good evening and welcome to The Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football along with high school football score updates from around the metro area. Now let's join your host for The Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And welcome to The Coach's Show. I'm Wally Langfellow, along with Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head coach Shannon Currier. Well, Coach, 4-2 and two heading to Minot State uh, this weekend, but uh, you've got to be pleased with where you're at. Um, a, a nice win at home over Boarhead, and lo and behold, you got a homecoming victory, something that hasn't happened here in a long time.
1: Yeah, it was, it's been a few years, I guess. 2014 was the last homecoming win, so it was great to get that. And, and more importantly, just to get the win uh, to get us to four and two, and um, you know, be a team that's you know kind of where we're at. They were eight and three last year. They they beat some good teams, um, you know. So it was, it was definitely a big win.
0: the final score. You guys jumped out to the early lead. You moved the ball up and down the field in the early part of the game. Um, What happened that slowed you guys down? Because the offense definitely stalled. I know you you turned the ball over once or twice, but there's some things that happened in between there um, where you weren't moving the ball so well. What was the difference, and and what ended up uh, turning you back to the right direction offensively?
1: Well, I think just execution. You know, we weren't uh, executing, taking what we we could get maybe. Uh, Maybe we got a little complacent. You know, I think our team is still learning that um, to focus on the play at hand and not let the, um, you know, the circumstances dictate the behavior. So, therefore, you know, I think we got the 14-0 lead. We felt pretty good. So, instead of taking the next series and series to follow, you know, with, hey, it's a 0-0 game, you know, we were maybe comfortable um, we, but we didn't execute. We didn't make blocks when we needed to, and we, we didn't complete the balls the the folks that were maybe open. Um, and, and we, I think we had a turnover in the end zone again. Uh, we had two block we had one block punt early in the game we muffed a punt you know so we we, just, we didn't have very good special teams day either uh, but we are you know good enough on the defensive line to overcome all those things with 14 sacks and Boy, that's that's beyond good enough
0: 14 sacks and one football game some teams will take that in a season
1: well yeah we we uh, our, our style is to be very aggressive and get up field and we have one of the best in the country or the best in the country and Chris Garrett he's leading the country leading the conference uh, so having him along with some. Other, you know, quality kids we have in that front uh, make it a real dangerous front. You know, it was good to see young guys such as uh, Mark O'Reilly. He's a redshirt freshman. He had a couple sacks, three, I believe. Sean Arhus, who's a sophomore, had a couple. Um, you know, just everybody in that defense line. There were seven players that graded out with winning performances, and uh, they definitely were the key to our victory on Saturday.
0: Well, you mentioned Chris Garrett. Um, he was the NSIC. Defensive Player of the Week. I believe that's your what fifth if def- your fifth player of the week so far this year. How many yeah. did you
1: have all year last year? Did you have we We had a couple last year, but their first couple of years, I'm not sure we'd had any. You know, so to have five guys in six games is great. Ooh. You know, and I'm I'm really excited about who's going to be next because I believe there'll be more. Um, but yeah, that was that was a great accomplishment by him. I'm hoping that he'll be the National Player of the Week as well. Um, we'll find out later this week, and then certainly. Um, you know, the NSIC play of the week, but uh, he, you know, four, five sacks, three forced fumbles, six tackles for loss, a pass breakup. Great day.
0: Yeah. You're not going to get much better days out of him than you got right there. And of course he was an all American last year and happy to say that he'll be on here uh, in our next segment. We'll talk to Chris Garrett along with Darius Crawley Reed who had a couple of touchdowns for you and the two are brothers um, I happened to be in the room last year when Chris was here and you were talking to him about getting his brother here, uh, and it turned out. And but he has been a real boon to what you had,
1: especially with the uh, injury you had to Lawan Preston. Absolutely, Darius has been great. We call him Darius because of spelling, but you know you could go with Darius or Darius. He doesn't mind. Um, but yeah, he's a great personality, high character. Both those kids, uh, Chris and Darius, have just impeccable uh, character. Uh, their faith is really important to them. They're great leaders. Uh, and and we're really excited about the, I mean, what they do for our culture. And then obviously on the field, they're big time players. You know, Chris making the sacks. Darius has got uh, really great vision he can catch the football i think he told me last week and hate to jinx him but he's not dropped the pass has been thrown to him of his high school or college uh, career so far so uh he kept that going with a couple nice catches in the flats and you know we're excited about what he's gonna be able to do for us this year and, and years to come kind of like joe mauer never striking out <laughs> yeah that's, that's even amazing too
0: <laughs> a guy that never struck out in high school i think he maybe struck out once his entire high school career um Okay. Uh, The win over Moorhead State, how do you keep it into perspective, though? Because... You know the job is not done. <laughs>
1: you you're, you're right back into the saddle again. Well, every week is it's you're trying to get one and all. You know, so we don't. No matter what happens, you gotta you gotta try to get better. You know, our focus is on more details. You know, and it it really comes down to so many details in this game. And the better we can get at those, uh, the better our team will get. You know, for example, our safeties at one point they had 17 busts. You know, one, earlier in the year, and this past weekend they just had one. I mean, that's that's making improvement. And we're trying to get the same sort of result from all the position groups to it doesn't matter where you're at today but are you getting better and can you get better and if we can do that then we're going to continue up our bar as a team we've yet to play a complete game where all phases we're clicking you know in, in some games we've had this work out well or the, uh, maybe a different unit another game but we're looking forward to the game we can just put it all together what did you like most about the win Obviously, other than winning the football game, but what part of the game did you like? What your team did the most? Uh, definitely the defense. And you know, we just played great. They were the number one pass offense in the conference coming to the game, and to get 14 sacks is incredible. You know, we just dominated the defensive line, and when you play that well, and you get. You tie a national record. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. You know, it really does a lot for recruitment. You know, we had 42 recruits on the day for for a visit on um, a nice warm day too. Yeah, it was it was a tough day, but <laughs> I, you know, our whole program is just growing. You know, so it's it's not just a single game. I'm really happy with the progress our program is making. You know, we're definitely a better product on the field than we've been. And and what's exciting is our best is still yet to come. You know, watching the video of our our game, you know, there was a lot of points left on the field. And I'm looking forward to making those improvements so we can really uh, have one of these shows and talk about, you know, the complete game. And uh, I, I hope that's in the near future. All right, well, let's take a break right now. Uh, when we come
0: back, we will bring on Darius Crawley-Reed and his brother Chris Rick, Chris Garrett, who, as you mentioned, uh, All-American as your team sets a new record in the NCAA for in D- Division II for sacks in one game, and he was a big part of that with five sacks this past Saturday. We'll have them and more coming up. You're listening to Minnesota Score Radio's Coaches Show with Shannon Courier. Back after this.
1: If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, con- Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your To Be Continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. Goldmare fans, did you know that this Coaches Show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the Coaches Show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and Coaches show listening to The Coach's Show
0: with Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Currier. And welcome back to The Coach's Show. Wally Langfellow along with Shannon Currier, head coach of the Golden Bears, and we are joined by a couple of his players. We are joined now by Darius Crawley-Reed, freshman running back, and his brother. Chris Garrett, who leads the nation in sacks, is that correct? Yes, yeah, right. Leads the nation in sacks, led the nation last year in sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Right. An All-American defensive lineman. Um, let's start out with you, Chris. I know we had you on, this, we had you on the program last year, uh, and you, you ended up, as I said, leading the nation in sacks. You, get an all, you become an All-American um, this year as a junior as you look back now is this year stacking up the way you
2: had hoped it would and and the way you thought things would honestly I um I think I started a little slower than I thought I would just um I don't know I thought I would hit the year just running going it. but uh teams have adjusted to me and uh I didn't I don't know why I didn't expect it but they adjusted to me so but now I've kind of more adjusted to how they adjusted to me and things are starting to run.
0: And what kinds of things are you seeing a lot of double teams this year that you never saw before? What what kinds of things have been happening that you've had to make adjustments to? Yeah, teams are sliding to me.
2: So they uh, the whole offense will slide to me and maybe they'll still chip me with the running back. Um, I might get the the guard to like overrun it and try to smack me out of the play too. the running back. I mean, the quarterback, a sprint the other way and do a sprint out, just things like that, just to like make me tired and yeah.
0: Hey, have you been learning? Is it been more learning on the job? Are you seeing things in film? Is it a combination of both where you've made the adjustments to what they're
2: doing now? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of film Like because I see the teams get their splits are like three wide, yards wide, so I can't be as wide because it takes way longer to get to the quarterback. It's um, like I have to be way more technically sound. To make plays now. Yeah. Just because teams are coming after me.
0: Um Darius, um well first of all, did you guys ever play together? Is this the first season that you've played together?
2: Um we
3: played together for um we had like a traveling team we were on at the end of like our uh season uh when I was you were in uh around like seventh, to eighth grade. Yeah. And uh and Chris was uh I played up with Chris's team and they were all like two years older than me, and I played uh, corner for them. So we played together uh, one other time, but this is the first time
2: we're playing a full season together. Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Uh, it must be fun for you, huh?
2: Oh yeah, super fun seeing them going score touchdowns. Remember his first touchdown? I like ran down the sideline, almost got a flag, but you got to stay between those thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's that's great. Um, now I think I was in the room last year because I remember Coach talking to you about getting your brother here. Mm-hmm. And um Darius, what was what were some of the some of the factors? I, obviously having your brother here didn't hurt. For me it was
3: where was I going to be able to succeed? Um and knowing talking to the coaches and knowing that hey, you have a shot, you can get on the field as a true freshman, it's not so much uh who's in front of you, it's how you perform and the best player is going to play. And I I took it as Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna show off. I'm gonna really uh, prove that I can play football. Chris was a big factor uh, being here. Um, it was really. It was the closest uh, Division two school um, from home, and I just knew that that it'd be a. It'd be really easy for my family to come out watch. Uh, you get the two for one deal. You you don't have to travel to two different places to see to see me and Chris play. And it was just when I came here on a visit and uh, hung out with Chris sometimes, it just felt like home. Everybody was welcoming, and um, that's that's somewhere I would want to be.
0: If I remember right, you told me you're kind of a homebody anyway, right? Yeah, <laughs> you really you really like that uh, that feeling of having some family around. So that didn't yeah, hurt
3: for sure. Yeah. And uh, the family I moved in with the Crawleys, uh, my, my sister over there, she lives only 10 minutes away with her husband. So um, it's kind of nice knowing I have a lot more people. I have a lot of people that live really close to here that I can go and spend time with or uh, go over there if I need or something. So.
0: So you got into the end zone a couple of times um, this past Saturday in uh, in the win over Moorhead. Tell me about each of those plays, how they were designed, and uh, how you ended up uh, with the six points both times.
3: Um, so the first one was a was a just a, like a bubble. And we knew that they were playing man all week. Um, they've been playing man in previous games, and uh, we knew that it was going to be a linebacker either flying out or he was going to try to fill. Um, so the the design is for if the linebacker flew out, then um, then he was throwing me the ball, and their linebacker was kind of filling. Their outside back was blitzing. Um, the first time we ran it when Maxon ran it, I knew the next time he they're going to get it out there. He threw it to me. One of our players. Uh, like, semi, he kind of missed the block, and so I had to...
0: You cut uh, back into the yeah, middle, right? I
3: had to cut back to the middle, yeah. and uh, from there, I just kind of made people miss, and um, I saw the end zone, and I wasn't going to be denied that. And then the second one was towards the end of the game, we were in the inside zone. Um, I always know on inside zone, if, we have a, if I see a big blitz coming, that, that, that back... Um, cutting backs probably going to be there. We look, we look for that most of the time. We, we go off the, the tight ends. But I mean, the uh, centers button. A lot of times you're going to get that. If that DN flies up the field, you're going to be at a cutback, and you're going to have to beat the DN. But I knew they were blitzing. Um, the DN was crashing, so they went down. There was nothing there. I cut back, and it was nothing but green from there.
2: So
0: Yeah. Chris, uh, you said you were excited to see it. Were you excited when he, when he made the
2: announcement, when he made the decision to come here? was Were you excited for him? Oh, yeah. I was pretty excited because I, I saw the opportunity, and I know I was more excited for the <clears> – <throat> for the program almost because like I know Darius and I know I know how good he can be and I see his potential and I tell people all the time I think Darius is going to be a better player than I am doesn't play the same position though yeah but it's (laughs) it's you you are going to see (laughs) He's good, I guess. <laughs> well, he's only a
0: freshman. Um, you're a junior this year, right? Um, what kind of goals do you have
2: in terms to? Well, let's let's start with football terms. What kind of goals, both individual and team? Team, I wanna I wanna make the playoffs. So in can, order, can to, you guys do that this year? We can. We have to run the table pretty much. So for the team, I want to make the playoffs. I want to, um, I want our defense to be one of the top in the in the nation. I guess for myself, I, I just want to be a leader that um, people know they can come to me and they can see me and they, they know they have to work and they have to get better. Yeah. So, Darius, um, what about you?
0: Individual goals at all this year, or are you just fixated on week to week? Uh, yeah,
3: a lot of it for me is week to week, um, and and me just kind of helping the team out in any way um shape or form and if that's me uh not getting as many reps then I'm not going to get as many, as many reps I'm just going to uh do what I try to do what I can with the with the carries I get the catches I make um and different things like that and same thing for Chris is uh um I want to I want to see our team make the playoffs is something that we haven't done in a, in a while if not ever and I think that we have the a huge opportunity to do that this year, um, with the team that we have. We're all, we're all, we all, a lot of us want it. We say we want it, and a lot of us put the work in to get to get there and i know from a lot of red shirts perspective that um, they're going to be pushing um, a lot of the guys that are playing to a different level these next couple weeks because they want to see us us do it and they don't want to be the guys that get asked down the road oh yeah you red shirt about how was the team and they just say oh our team was a 500 team or this they can say right you know our team made the playoffs and they made me what i am today
0: all right we're gonna go off the board final question for each of you um darius tell us something about chris that we don't know uh
3: some chris uh he um when we were younger he was uh i don't know a lot of people maybe know this but um for me like thinking back to when we were younger i never really thought chris was going to be like the biggest athlete guru that he is now um he kind of just liked to be in the house and things like that and um he was uh he was definitely a homebody but yeah I, I saw him more in eighth grade when he his eighth grade seventh and eighth grade season he kind of start really playing well playing well going to high school is like different for him, and uh his junior year was just was just a different level of leadership and that I've never that I didn't see out of Chris um, but yeah Chris I for me I never thought Chris would have been um, the athlete that he is today when we were um, when you guys were kids when yeah. we were kids so
0: alright same question to you <clears throat> tell us something about Darius and it doesn't have to be football related I should have thrown that in so tell us something about your, your brother that we don't know
2: Darius so <clears throat> that's the good one I guess Darius really has a heart for God and he uh when we were younger he would always like be like singing and dancing in church and stuff and <clears throat> and even <clears throat> as he got a little older he started leading like VBSs and Bible Bible studies and that kind of like forced me to like hey where where's my relationship with God and that kind of brought me closer with God just seeing him do that and still now he's still trying to get connected in Bible studies and he was already wanting to lead one right away when he got here and he's a leader with that freshman group when it comes to their um, with where, where their souls are going to be when they when they die and stuff. So he he really loves Guy.
0: Well, guys, uh, appreciate you spending some time with us, um, getting to know you guys together a little bit better, and uh, both on and off the field. And uh, good luck this weekend. That long long trip to Midon.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, They are Darius Crawley, Reed, and Chris Garrett brothers and teammates here on the Minnesota Score Radio Coaches Show. We'll be back with more after this timeout.
1: Make sure you download our new CSP Bears Game Day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears in the App Store. Now back to the coaches show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head
0: football coach Shannon Currier. And the coach's show continues Wally Langfellow, along with Shannon Courier. well coach, uh, this week you make the long trip to Minot State. I think this is the longest trip there is in the conference. um You got, what twelve hours
1: in the in the bus, is that right? You know, it's a little less than that. I think I might have scared you off, but it's about eight hours So <laughs> it's an eight hour trip You, you did uh, scare me off by the way <laughs> uh but and I thought it was longer it It seemed uh real long because I was there at one point, uh, but yeah, it's an eight hour trip. We're gonna leave Friday morning. Uh, try to practice along the way, and then get into town. You know, late. You know, evening, just in time to get them fed and get to our meetings and that sort of thing. Uh, but where, yeah, where are you gonna stop and practice? We're we're trying to right now uh, organize the Fargo Dome, so we haven't uh, solidified that yet. But we're we're working on that. There'll be plenty of options, of course. But we definitely want to you know break up the trip, get the guys out on the field, move around a little bit. You know, get them thinking about their assignments and and Minot State. And then from there, um, it's a 3 o'clock game, so we'll get up in the morning uh, to get them some food before, you know, try to get them up by 9 30 and then we'll have a walk-through practice there in the parking lots that, that we talked about before and then from there we'll head over you know have a pre-game meal and then head over to the facility yeah a three o'clock game do you like that timing what, what, what is what's is your
0: preference as a head coach if you had a chance to sit down and put the timing on a, on
1: a game like that what would you prefer Noon. That's yeah. why we play ours at noon here. It, you know, it's just it just uh, in the middle of the day it's kind of a waste of your day. You know, you just kind of sit around waiting for games. You know, when you're in my night, you want to get the game going and get back on the bus and get home at Everybody a reasonable. Get home. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at get home at you know two or three in the morning. Uh, so it is just is this hard to. The rebound the next day you know the next day we're on to the next game regardless what happens and it's you know so it's nice to be able to get home at a decent time and um, get the players rest they have school and you know so it's it just is harder on I guess the body when you're when you get home late at night well tell me a little bit about Minot State you tell me that their quarterback is uh, one of the best in the conference yeah they're very good offensively they may have not scored a lot of points so far but they're certainly capable you know, they, they look on video very talented. They look like they've just missed some opportunities. Their quarterback is definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in the 16-team league. Uh, their tight end may be the best tight end. Uh, he's very athletic, big kid. The running back is in the middle of the league in terms of rushing yards per per game, so he's been real good. Uh, their three interior offensive linemen are very impressive. Uh, number 14 receivers, you know, very athletic as well. And then, you know, defensively uh, they run around and they're going to be ready to you go home game. They had kind of a, a setback last week. They were stuck in St. Cloud, or I believe it was St. Cloud, but they were on their way up to uh, Winona. But that's when the storm came in, and they they couldn't play till Sunday. So they had a long trip, uh, play on a Sunday afternoon, and then head back. So they had, uh, you know, their score there wasn't. I don't think indicative of the type of team they are. But um, I think they're two and four in the season. But a couple opportunities that you know they maybe let get away in, in a couple of games. Uh, it- they uh,
0: they have some long trips. That's for sure. I mean, you've got the one long trip to their place, but they have one every time they get in. The, every time that they uh, suit up, I would imagine on road games.
1: Yeah, they're on the border of the conference. They're the you know they're they're the team out west, and and they everywhere they go, they got to come come me somewhere. So um, definitely. You should be happy to be right in the middle. <laughs> I do enjoy it. You know, for most part, our games are you know very close proximity. You know, it's a three four hour trip. You know, in most cases, and um, yeah, that's that's really manageable. The kids can still go to class till noon, and then we, we typically make the trip about you know noon or just after on most of our travel trips. And you've heard
0: the stories about all the snow that they got in North Dakota. I imagine that they got a, they had a lot of snow
1: that they have to they had to clear off or had to go away before uh, this Saturday's game. I heard that. I heard they had a couple feet of snow over last weekend, uh, but I know it's also going to be 55 degrees there for the most part. It's supposed to be 55 degrees and sunny on Saturday, so let's let's hope the the weather forecast is accurate this week. You guys play on the road
0: half your games, and do you have much opportunity to uh,
1: look at high school players because recruiting is a big part of this job? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the best books I've read recently is The Slight Edge. I think it's a Minnesota author, but basically it just talks about doing daily, you know, just taking, um, it talks about compound interest, but you just do daily, small things daily and over time it equals a lot of work. So what we do is we write three recruiting letters daily, each coach. We watch three um, kids that are on the evaluation board daily. And now we're down to 18 on offense anyway, 18 players that were yet, to have evaluated but we do it every morning we have a staff meeting at 8:30. um you know in, in addition to getting a practice plan organized you know talking about different things we got to take care of within our team um you know we also then watch a video of, of recruits every week you know we had 42 of them visit this past week you know so we're, we're definitely in the midst of recruiting right now and uh, it's just you know the the coaching college football is what much more than what folks see. It's more than the sidelines. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of things that go in the course of a day, and you try to balance it all out. But you definitely have to you have to have, have some sort of recruiting uh, duty every single day to be able to get a good recruiting class, which is the bloodline of the program.
0: Okay, final question for you. We'll talk about the uh, Saturday's game against Minot State uh, in your preparation this week. What kinds of things uh, can we expect to see from your club? What types of things do you? Think Think you can take advantage of uh, with your team against Minot?
1: Well, we have to keep building defensively on the success we had last week, you know, we have to keep being dialed in. And, and you know, first off, is not letting last week, I guess, think help us think we're uh, we've arrived. You know, we we've not arrived. We got to keep playing every week. You know, the the main things that we talked about yesterday is just details, just trying to pay attention to detail. Um, it doesn't matter the play call, uh, but it's about just having a, a great focus, having ex. On effort and paying paying attention to detail, and if we can continue to sharpen those details, and the more we pay attention to things in practice that are detail oriented, well, then that's going to reflect a better performance on Saturday. And where we're making mistakes are just some small details. You know, how, what's our first step out of our stance, for example? That that's that's applied to a, a punt block, a field goal block, a wider receiver trying block a a DB, etc. So we're just really focused this week on detail more than than we have been and on top of that i think is just more accountability you know our leadership trying to hold their their team accountable you know so it's um you know you want to be a champion but now the next step is you we got to hold people to sort the standards that we we've set and i think those are two things that we're really focused on this week all right coach good luck at buy not state Enjoy the long ride. Hopefully, it'll be a
0: a happy ride coming back, and we'll talk to you again next week. I appreciate your time, and and we'll we'll be missing you on the trip. (laughs) I'm sure you will. (laughs) He is head coach Shannon Courier of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. I'm Wally Langfellow. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next week Friday night, as usual, here on Minnesota Score Radio. Until then, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia University's St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.